Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. We've got the gang all here, except for Roger. Francis is here. Tom is here. We're also joined by Adventurian Dan, Dan Kaplan, Boys and Girls Chairman for Section 6. We will be talking bowling today. Roger is stuck at home. He's not allowed out of his house. So, Roger, stay safe. Stay <laughs> morning, warm. y'all. Yeah, morning, y'all. <laughs> he was going to call in with the morning, y'all, but uh, I didn't see the phone ring. But... Uh, all right, stay safe, stay warm out there. This is going to be uh, the type of weekend where you just want to hunker down and you know load up on snacks and goodies, watch TV, don't leave the house, that sort of thing. Morning, guys. Thank God for sports. Yes, <laughs> it gets us through. Yeah. Uh, although, well, there's plenty of college basketball on today, and uh, Niagara plays today, so you get to uh, check that out, follow it. And... How about Syracuse over uh, Duke this week, too? Look good for UB. Yeah, UB another win. A lot, lot, lot of local college. Should UB well? go up, for, up further in the rankings because of that? Uh, what do you think, Dan? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think they're still not getting the respect in the conference that they're in. But yeah, that's the, the Syracuse one was a big win. I'm a huge Orangeman fan, so I'm kind of happy that. <laughs> They beat Duke this week. It was a good week for me at work. I can tell you that. <laughs> I love it. I gave out a lot of oranges Duke. today. Yeah, a lot of people got some oranges this week at work. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we also have uh, cancellations going on due to the weather. In fact, uh, you know, we were talking before the program. Uh, Nick's plays in was it the PAL? Yeah. PAL League. Ni- up in Niagara Falls, yeah, the PAL Basketball League. So essentially they have all the great schools yeah, it's playing. Part- the- it's a partnership with the Niagara Falls School District, yeah. So they canceled the games today. There won't be uh, any basketball when I get home and tell Nick he's really going to be upset. But, uh, you know, you got to think safety. Yeah, safety uh, first always. Yeah. Wrestling duels was canceled for what, Niagara Wheatfield? Um, they were, I believe, at Lancaster. Uh, so, yeah, they were canceled. They were supposed to be... Today, um, according to our Matt O'Rourke, uh, the number one seeds in the large school, that'll be Olean in the large school, and number one small seed Falconer will earn automatic bids to the state dual meet uh, next weekend. So what, Niagara Weefield building at large, I guess they're looking at, if I read that correctly this morning. Let's see. I guess there's, there's controversy a, over it. Yeah, there's it. a controversy. I don't think they've had this before. I think they just started dual meets just a few years ago. I think last year. Was yeah, last year. They so they haven't run into this problem. So hopefully they figure out some solution for this. Yeah, I know there were some upset uh, fans on our Facebook page over the cancellation. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, you got to look at uh, safety. And there's other events going on. Did you say there's uh, bowling going on right now, Cap? Yeah, the uh, Roy Summer Tournament's going on at Tonawana Bowling Center all day today. So uh, I know they got about 38 teams, we heard, 
made it in there. I know some of the schools had to back out because their schools canceled activities this weekend, but I, we've heard there's about 38 teams over there now going 38 on. 38 out of 42, not yeah, bad. That's for, not bad for the weather. All right, let's get into news and notes. Tom, uh, what do you have? So the first one I have is uh, we're going to go down to Springville for Mason Goodridge. Goes for 41 against uh, Lackawanna this week in a league win. Mm-hmm. Breaks the all-time scoring record for Springville with career points, 1,253 points and counting from here. Wow. That's outstanding. Francis, do you have anything? We'll stay in the South Towns. Kennedy Izzo of Frontier Girls Basketball hit her thousands point in their 63-47 win over Jamestown. Congrats to her. Announcement from Peter Hudecki from St. Joe's Lacrosse. His club travel team, Team 23, is having their meet raffle on February 8th at the Lancaster Depew Moose Lodge. $10 donation includes pop beer and wine. Proceeds will benefit Team 23 lacrosse teams and programs. There will be a 50-50 basket raffles and lots of fun. Also, last night we were both at Kenmore West for a very special night, the East-West Doubleheader Basketball, and uh, we saw Kenton 80, Brett Banker, put on an amazing job uh, honoring the family of Julie Neville Roth mm-hmm. from uh, – Grand Island, Island. Uh, yeah. the teams put together money. They had scholarships in her name, uh, and both four scholarships for their four kids. Yeah, yeah, it was it was four scholarships they gave them right there for four the four kids of the family. Unbelievable! Oh, that's great. That is amazing. Uh, let's see. So, Do you, one of the amazing ooh. part about it though, what? it's Ken West and Kenny's doing it for somebody in Grand Island. Right. That to me was just showing as listen. Yeah. I don't care what school you're at. It just shows this, you know, we talk about the city of good neighbors, especially when it comes to Buffalo. Right. And this was a great example. They of do this. great. They do a great job in the NFL. Those guys are tight too, you know. So. And the other big game of the week was if you weren't there, you missed a great game. Will South Amherst girls basketball at Will South went down to overtime. Uh, Will South was down seven points with under 25 minutes to go. Amari DeBerry six five pulls up for a three. And bring and they tie it at sixty by the end, and then Ella Wanzer from Amherst down four hits a half court shot, banks it off the backboard. Oh my god! Unfortunately, there were only there was only a second and a half left, so they never got the ball back. But an amazing ending, an amazing game uh, in the Battle of Main Street. Wow, that's that's incredible. I uh, see that we had Grand Island defeated Niagara Falls in wrestling. And Niagara Falls beat Luport, knocked uh, Luport out of the unbeatens in basketball last night. So uh, a couple in a of sold out arena. They yeah. they actually saw the line outside. It was completely sold out to get into that game. I heard they were kicking people out. It was yep. sold out for the JV game. That's how early everyone was yeah. getting there for that game. That's awesome. Great turnout. The biggest uh, crowd ever for a JV yep. game. Well, I mean, there's a lot of talk of the season coming in. Luport uh, looking so good, and yep. Niagara Falls only had one loss, and that was to Park in the uh, early season tournament. So, it was only uh, got one more. So, I know we're going to have snow today, but I know the Orchard Park baseball team has got their meat raffle tonight. So, if you want to get out, I know a lot of people get itchy in the snow, want to get out and do something. There's something for there's you to something do tonight. To do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you guys know, we've been doing uh, the last couple of weeks. We debuted the G and G Fitness Coach of the Week, and this week G and G Fitness is 
proud to announce that Chris Edwards of Pioneer Wrestling is the coach of the week. He locked up his sixth straight league title, going 44-0 during that span. And if you want to nominate a coach, simply go to livefit.com, livefit, one word, dot com, the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Listen to this. Coach Edwards has the win over Amherst, right? Goes six straight years. I mean, listen to that. Six straight years of undefeated. Currently, his squad is number two in Western New York. The number two small school seed going into Saturdays, going into what would have been the duels today. Mm -hmm. So here's somebody where you're going to know that some of those complaints that you're going to hear about are coming from. Number seven in New York State small schools ranked by the uh, New York State sports writers. I mean, this is just unbelievable. I mean, just to not have one slip up in six years just shows what he's doing it's down there. Dominance. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of that. In, uh, and, and this is where you can see the, yeah. the crossover to football that's starting to happen down sure. there. I mean, that program's really starting to come alive. Uh, congratulations, Coach Edwards. I mean, absolutely well deserved. Yeah, you're correct about that. All right, guys, let's get into talking bowling today. And as we said, we invited Ed Ventry and Dan Kaplan, who are the bowling chairmen's Boys and Girls Force Section 6. Welcome to the program, guys. As always, love having you on every year we talk bowling. And uh, especially this year is kind of neat because the last several weeks I've been hanging out at Bowladrome on Friday nights. And, Ed, you said you even bowled in this league with uh, Chuck Fink and the guys from uh, Foley's Pub yeah. uh, watching them <laughs> bowl it. And it's been great. The enthusiasm for bowling in Western New York really has never died down. Western New York's huge for bowling. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's it's a it's a it's a fun night out. It's something you can do for a lifetime. You know, you don't yeah. have to be. You know, oh, they have retiree there, leagues. Yeah. It, it's oh, incredible. Yeah. There, there's some there's some eighty year olds and that 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 throw it a lot better than I do. So oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, but it is it's it's a it's a fun time. Um, it, it there's there's all different kinds of leagues: competitive, non-competitive, you know, recreational, and. Um, even if it's recreational, there's still a little bit of uh, competitiveness there. So, and the other um, thing but, I noticed, yeah. I mean, bowlers really know their art form right uh, today. Is compared to when I was bowling and my father was bowling. Now people show up. They have, you know, and we joke about it every year. Yeah, they got a semi truck filled with bowling balls. You know, forklift brings them into the uh, into the bowling center, and you know, which one do I want to use today? Uh, they know oil patterns, and you guys have said on, on on the program in years past, you can go online right now to find oil patterns. Yeah, it definitely uh, has evolved. This, the the game has evolved and it's changed quite a bit, like a lot of other sports, but. Um, certainly the oil patterns, the technology with the bowling balls, and um, and just the knowledge. And, of course, with the Internet, you know, of course, like you said, you can go and, and get the oil patterns and, and see it, you know, right on your right on your phone, you know, anywhere. And um, we're seeing right. high school kids we're throwing up some amazing numbers. We were talking about the young man from Niagara Falls uh, who's David, already David had. David Shelton. David yeah. Shelton's already had, was it three 300s? Three 300s within a three-week span. Uh, it, two of them were within four days. Uh, one of those was bowled for Niagara Falls High School in one of the matches, and um, then the other two were in his, his Saturday league. Uh, now still, he's... I mean, it's sanctioned, sanctioned USB-C 300s. Those are legit. And, uh, you know, there's uh, – I don't know if there's any other kids in Western New York that have 
more than one, you know, honestly. Right. And he's got three within a, within a month. So, well, he has it in the bloodlines too. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's Pat Healy's yeah, grandson. Pat Healy, Pat Healy's nephew. Nephew. nephew okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Pat's a one of a legend from uh, Western New York, and and David's mom, Cindy, was an outstanding bowler too. She won a state championship in high school. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, this, it's in the family. But, yeah, there's a pedigree but there. But this this kid's uh, legit. He, you know, I coached Niagara Falls up until last year, and you know, so he bowled for me, and he's a really good kid. He uh, he throws the ball really well. He he does. He, if you watch him, he he's a step above many others. So yeah, what's he's the, really putting it together this year? It's when you guys get uh, you know whether it's a boy or a girl, you get a young bowler in there, and and maybe they're not as polished as some of the other things. So what are the things that you look at and look for to break down their game to help improve is it their their swing their arm placement their their steps yeah well the first thing is uh do they want it because honestly I've, I've i've seen kids who really don't don't have much going for them as far as that goes but if they want to learn and they you know they want to get better that that helps but um yeah just taking what you can see there uh i, I look for I look for having control. I, I like I look for having a nice approach and uh, and really being controlled at the line and and you know the, the, there's things we can work on and anybody can be worked with, but really Not just me. wanting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wanting it really hurt, uh, helps. So is it uh, being smooth? I mean, is that oh, the yeah. key? You is you want to be as smooth and fluid with all your motions yeah. as possible, smooth as possible. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and, but there's there's always exceptions, and of course, you know, just like anything in baseball, you know, you you got the the t- typical swing, right? The textbook swing, and then you got some guys who do it differently, and and, and they do it well. Well, just don't like you anything, think the two handed bowling now it, has, has exactly. now changed what that that's looks kinda, like, right? Yeah. And that's not textbook. Yep. But those that can do it and do it well, uh, it, what it does is it without having that thumb in the ball, that's one less thing you have to worry about because getting your hand out of the ball clean is the number one thing you need to do in bowling. And if you don't even have that thumb in the ball, you're taking away that right there. You, you don't have to worry yeah, about that. Well, you're also getting so, more rotations on it, the ball to can. overpower the oil absolutely. conditions yep. is what you're you doing. Can, you so. can generate a higher rev rate, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They do. Um, yeah, But but it's it's difficult. I mean, it, it, there's a little bit more. It's tougher to control, obviously, your body. Mm-hmm. But if those that can do it and do it well, they, they, they put the scores up. Okay. Is, do the boys seem like they want to overpower the lanes at times? You want to have that you know, that big cranker type guy that's going to come in there and wants to just destroy the pins. Sometimes I think that's a problem with some of the kids is they want to see that ball hook, and uh, that's not always the best for certain lane conditions, like the oil patterns were oil patterns we were talking about. So not to mention, I can, yeah. you know, if you bring the farther you bring back your arm, I'm thinking the more chance you have at uh the, at being off. The more you have going on in your approach and in your swing, the the more chance there is for something to go wrong, absolutely. But again, there's always exceptions. Some some do got some weird stuff going on, but at the end, they get there just like everyone else. So, yeah. One thing interesting, I was uh, had a conversation with Patty, uh, who took over for you for Niagara Falls uh, coaching. Yep, Patty coaching, Gabriel. Yeah, Patty Gabriel, and she was telling me about something. She made the kids; they all had little notepads, and you had to chart 
what each ball does. Okay, that's great. You want to bring six balls to the lanes, but you had better know what each ball is going to do under the certain certain circumstances. Yeah, if you start fishing around and just trying things without knowing what they do, and you're you're already in the middle of the third game and you haven't found it yet, you know, so that you're you're wasting time. You need to know what your equipment does. Absolutely, I think you know a, what's yeah. Need a, to know what's in your arsenal. A fantastic approach to bowling. Like, be smart about it. Oh, for sure, for sure. And she's doing an excellent job. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm really, it's, it's nice to see the success that Niagara Falls is having so far this year and hopefully they can continue. You know, well, you guys have been strong throughout the years and, you know, yeah. so yeah, we, the program going. It's, it's been a strong program. Yeah. They, there's, it's really, a, it's a, it's a good bowling area. There's a, there's some good junior programs around some strong junior programs around. And, um, I, I, as a coach, I was lucky, you know, to have, to have the talent that we had, you know, I don't. I give the credit to the kids and the parents. I, I didn't do much. I was just lucky, I guess. Yeah. Dan, start talking about some of the uh, programs that are doing well this year. Um, well, it's kind of funny when we talk about it. It's, I might as well bring the same kind of sheets I bring the past years. It's kind of the same schools. The Orchard Parks, the Niagara Falls, the West Senecas, um, both boys and girls. Those are kind of the same teams that every year come into sectionals. Those are teams we're always looking at that have a good chance to win the large school title. This last year was the first year we went kind of Division One, Division Two, large and small, and then the small schools. It's it's Depew, Tonawanda, Maryvale, um, Fredonia, Dunkirk. It's pretty much the same schools, and you never know there could be a surprise. But we've already had a couple tournaments this year, and you've seen some of those same schools. Orchard Park is is is. The girls, they won it last year. They pretty much returned everyone this year. They ran away with the first tournament. They were supposed to bowl today. We saw on TV that their school is closed. We don't know if they're at the tournament today. Maybe they left before they were closed. But, uh, yeah, they that's, closed them last night. Yeah, then, then Orchard Park's not there today. But that's by far, boys and girls, one of the better programs. Uh, they're always there and they're running for sectionals. Is it just because that area they're more into bowling? I mean, or they've probably got some real great youth bowling programs out there because they've always just been real strong, top to bottom, and they've always had the numbers out there too. So uh, they got they got a, probably a real good youth program out there. They they've always had top bowling, same as Niagara Falls. I mean, it's 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 kind of the same schools every year that are kind of fighting for that title, and uh, you just wait and see. Frontiers another one. They've always boys and girls. So. Um, we'll see what happens. Sectionals for us in a couple weeks, so we're we're curious to see who gets to go this year. But it's it's kind of the same schools that will probably be fighting for it. Any changes in state format or Section Six format? No, it's it's the only difference is last year the kids got to go uh, in the Syracuse Convention Center uh, where the USBCs were held, and it was just a phenomenal experience. And uh, I just can't picture it, the uh, amount of lanes and just the visual. You're inside, having bowling lanes inside a dome. It yeah. was huge, and it was nice for a lot of reasons. One, there was room for the kids just to be there. There was nice spectator seating. There was a nice gap between the bowlers and the parents. Which which you don't Tony, normally get. It wasn't in get. the dome. It was at the onset. It was in the onset center in the yeah. convention center. Oh, I thought it was at no, the dome. No, 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 it was no, in the onset. I'm sorry, uh, but it just it was huge. I mean, it was it was so much room in there for everyone. It just when we go this year back to strike and spares in Syracuse, it's a nice house, it's a big house. But I mean, you're right on top of each other. The parents are right there as well, so it it makes it a little different when the parents are 
50 feet away from everybody. Yeah, the only change they did make, though, is they did split up the sec- the all uh, the composite, what's it called, the all-star, the all-star events. Is. So the they used to have the boys and girls bowling at the same time, and they split it, so there's going to be a boys and a girls separate uh, squads, basically. Oh, okay. So uh, it just allows for more spectator area and more room for the kids. It's not as going to be as cramped as in, in there. So they spread it out over three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Cool. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, talk about some of the other, uh, some of the top bowlers, some of the top scores that have, uh, we already talked about the 300s. We'll talk about who else is uh, doing what in bowling. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. And we are joined by Ed Ventry and Dad Dan Kaplan, uh, talking boys and girls bowling in Section 6. We were talking about, you know, the, the teams. And, Dan, you were saying, well, it's the same old, same old. There really never is a, a team that's going to sneak up and come out of nowhere. Like, okay, this is school's never done much before, but they just have the right group of kids this year. Um, we have a couple. I mean, we've, we've kind of noticed, and Jamestown has kind of jumped on the radar this year for the boys. They've got a nice core of boys that are bowling real well in league down there. Uh, we haven't seen them in a tournament yet. There's another big tournament, the Western New York Invitational, coming up in two weeks that I think they may be in. And it, it's tough with some of these teams that, like a Jamestown, if you don't see them in the tournaments to kind of see how your five-on-five five compare – you, you can only go by the numbers in their league, and that that's so. Until they get out there, we don't totally know about them. But I know, like team like Alden Boys, they uh, got a nice core group of boys there. Uh, they're in our league, the ECIC um, North Small, and they're actually with a league of Depew and Maryvale and Tonawana and Chicktawaga. They are in first place right now, which which is rare for Alden. But they're that, that group of boys led by Alex Zepka are doing real well. Where. They've got five good ones where they could win that small school title. I mean, it, once again, they're going to be competing against Depew, Maryville, Tonawanda, Fredonia. But that's uh, that Alden team is kind of my little uh, quiet team in the background lurking around there. So I, I know those kids, and they're good kids, and they've been bowling real well this year. For the girls, the Dunkirk girls won the Festival of Lights this year, and that's kind of, once again, a little sleeper there. Um, they've got a good bowler in Rachel Gloniak, and um, they they might sneak up on some of the big boys in the small girls division. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, there's still a couple weeks left, but uh, it, it's out. It's open. How important is or how key is a good uh, house, a good uh, bowling lanes for success for the high school? I mean, Ed, you guys are what? Rapids would be your home? Uh, Bowledrome, actually. Bowledrome is really? High school is Bowledrome, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's Niagara, not an easy uh, venue to bowl in. Uh, it depends on, on honestly. And we talk about older lanes here. And no, well, they did actually replace the lanes. Uh, I don't. Maybe it was ten years ago. Now it might even be longer. Um, so they're they are newer. The the house is old, obviously, but they did replace the lanes. So they're they're in pretty good shape. But and they put some synthetics in uh, new okay. synthetic lanes. But. But um, yeah, th- that house is is different. Each each pair kind of plays different, and if you're not a bowler, that probably doesn't make sense to you. But um, I-, I know there's someone else here in the studio who kind of knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> certain houses, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, it honestly it it depends on um, 
it really depends on what what lane you're on for in that house. If it, sometimes huge scores come out of there, and sometimes you're you're just getting you're leaving that ten pin every shot, and so. Um, I would think it'd be frustrating, but that's just me. You know, Tony. I don't know if it would be the houses per se. It would be more. I would honestly say is the is the oil patterns or the oil sure. or, or the oil machine sometimes even because it's not consistent because it's an older machine. Yeah. That 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 you've seen out there. I mean, I I've seen people. I, I've actually myself. I've thrown a three hundred, thrown one ball in one lane, one ball in the other lane. You know, it's funny. The, uh, David, his last three hundred, Shelton. We were talking about him. He did that. His yeah, last three hundred, because one, you, any, you one ball in each lane. Yeah. Total different oil patterns sometimes, or the heat in a lot of these places will evaporate the oil quicker on one lane just because of where the heat is. Yep. So wow. the back end is going to open up for you, and then you're going to be able to have a, a bigger hook on one lane right. versus another right. lane. Yeah. And the weather from one week to the next affects it. You know, if it's, you know how our weather is, it's 10 degrees and then it's 50 the next week. That's sure. a big difference. You and know, the lanes so. that are closer up against the walls are colder, so they can hold the oil a little bit more than when you go inside the house. That's the reason it's a whole why. lot of thinking and strategizing. <laughs> wow. there's, yeah, there's a lot more to it than, than we've, most We've had think. issues for sectionals because, like, at, we'll use airport because there's four bays. Well, the night before, they oil the lanes for the first two bays. Well, when we're coming in at 6 a.m., now they're oiling the second two bays, but now the oil over there is already dried from the night before, so it's playing differently just from bay to bay, and, and people are questioning us. Well, they can't oil them all that morning because we only have so much time to oil the lane, so it, it's tough. Wow. So, and it affects the bowlers. I'll just stick to my Fred Flintstone ball, I guess. <laughs> and, and, and no science. Tony, when you warm up, you're going to warm up only on your initial lanes that you're going to start off on. And then when you make the switch, because you could go, what, eight lanes, ten lanes, chain from one bay to another, right? Yeah, well, in the tournaments, uh, in the league, in the matches, they don't. But in right. the tournaments, uh, they go in morning and afternoon. In the afternoon, they switch lanes, and they could be on a completely different set. Yep, exactly. And, and you're not really warming up on them. So it, it's you could get a feel right away from where you are on that lane pattern. How much time do you have to warm up uh, before uh, a match? League matches are about 10 minutes, 10 minutes I know, yeah. for ECIC. For sectionals, I think we give them 15 because they have more bowlers on their lanes for sectionals. So they get 15 uh, before the morning session. They get 15 after lunch before the afternoon session. So they should be able to dial it in uh, pretty much. Should. Know, you know, get your read out of what you think it's going to be like, and you know, after a few, yeah. you have a pretty good idea what your ball's going to do on each lane. Yeah, you get. I mean, you get ten bowlers split in that fifteen minutes, though. So it's not you only you don't get too many shots. You might get about three or maybe four shots in. So well, you better figure it out yeah, quickly. Yeah, you got to exactly, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it takes the first few frames to get to figure it out. What are some of the top scores or high scores so far this year? I mean, I know we you know, obviously mentioned the 300. Uh, anyone else rolling a 300? Um, I think that's, that's the, the only, only 300 one? of the year. Okay. Uh, we had one of our girls, actually, uh, Cameron Spring, bowled it in practice. Uh, still, that's, that's still an accomplishment. She's a senior. She's from Allegheny Limestone. She's actually been to States with us the last three years, so... Uh, it seems like she's been a senior every year for us, but we're <laughs> she's finally a senior. And we're actually kind of sad because she's a class girl. She's one of our top females. Um, as chairman, obviously, we want the best kids from our section going, and she represents Section 6 unbelievably classy, just a great kid. So we obviously, yes, we're probably a little biased. We'd love to have her back again this year, uh, but she's finally a senior. But I know uh, she did bowl a 300 in practice. And I kind of congratulated her and said, hey, let's do it in a match. Let's do it at sectionals. Or yeah, better, really. Let's do it at states. But uh, 
So that's the only one is the Shelton boy, and uh, like I said that's it's one is great, and he's already up to three. So um, a couple two ninety nines, couple two ninety nines. Cordell Reynolds from Hamburg had a two ninety nine, and Nathan Papernick from Niagara Falls had a two ninety nine. So a couple couple who almost got there. That means they got first eleven strikes and nine on the last ball. Oh. Those are, those are sanctioned rings right there. Right? You know, yeah. is what they are. So in in, in the old san- days. yeah, in sanctioned play and uh, uh, for when you sanction yourself to mm-hmm. pull. They used to do rings for a 298, a 299, or a 300. See, I only thought there. they did it for 300. No. Nowadays. Trust me, I got a whole bunch nowadays of Nowadays, it's, yeah, it's 300. Yeah, they've, they've, as the games evolve, like we talked about earlier, right, now the scores are higher and because of the technology and yeah. you know the knowledge out there, uh, they've cut back. The USBC's cut back, and it's 300. They also, I, I know the amount of sanctioned bowlers has dropped oh, yeah. significantly yeah. Uh, throughout yeah. the country. So they in don't fact, have the funds as well, right? Right, They're yeah. And, as... But but it's held serve here in upstate New York. They say this is one of the biggest areas from Syracuse all the way over to western New York is one of the big sanctioned areas, which is why it comes back to the on center because of that. My question would be is, one game is fabulous, but you've got to have some good averages out there right now that people that are consistently doing it night overnight, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what are your top averages or your top leaders there that are leading the pack along the way? Um, oh, you go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. All right, well, yeah, well, on the boys' side, um, it, Shelton, again, I don't mm-hmm. want to – Spend too much time talking about one kid, but there, there it is again with the high average of two twenty four, and in section six, uh, and then Austin Aldrich from Jamestown is at two eighteen. He's second, tied with Nathan Papernick, two eighteen from Niagara Falls. So two Niagara Falls kids in the top three there, um, and then there's a two sixteen from Ben Chamberlain out of Clarence. Those are the top uh, top five there. Now, if I'm top correct, four. if we if we do it to bowling that people do is. Normally, two twenty is the is the average where it, now you become a scratch bowler and handicap doesn't become involved anymore. Yeah, definitely on the men's side. Right. You know, with with the kids, you know, with the high school kids at that age. Well, no, I'm just trying to say is look at how good those yes, averages are. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, you're absolutely. that close to a scratch bowler yeah. in high school. That's phenomenal. Yes, so sure, absolutely. that's really where I was trying to bring yes, out from that point. Absolutely, absolutely. What yeah. about the girls? We got a couple girls. Uh, Mackenzie Yeses from Frontier um, is two twelve, two ten. Paige Bartos from Orchard Park, who's been to states with us the last few years. Orchard Park has obviously been one of the better teams. She's at two ten. Rachel Wagner from Depew has been with us twice already. She's another senior. She's two oh nine. Sarah D'Angelo from Clarence is two oh seven. Um, there's there's just a bunch of girls that are all sitting in the the low twos, which are great for girls. I mean, so Sarah Rott from Orchard Park. So Orchard Park's got two girls at 205 and higher, and that wow. kind of going into sectionals when two of your five bowlers are over 200 for the girls. That gives you a good chance, which is why West Seneca, who has Kendall Jasker and Kate and uh, Caitlin Nowak, um, they have two girls over 200. So you got you got to, those are two large schools. Both have two big bowlers. Going into sectionals, they're going to be two teams. They're going to be tough to deal with when they've got those girls. Here's one that you know I've mentioned how I've been going hanging out at uh, Bolodrome on Friday nights, and we were talking one night, and because you see the lefties get up there and they make it look so easy, do lefties have an advantage? They they sometimes do, and they sometimes are shut out. <laughs> it it again goes back to the oil patterns we talked about. At certain houses, but more so the oil pattern, um, that that really gives them a tough time, and or makes it to where they 
really have the whole left side of the lane to pretty much throw the ball anywhere and get that strike. Shelton's a lefty, by the way. So, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so good. it makes a little sense. <laughs> we, yeah. No, nah, but. But yeah, it's that's yeah. pretty much it, right? Every time it seems like you go and right. you see lefties are just killing it. Well, watch. You've got let's just say two teams, ten bowlers bowling on a pair. Yep. Nine of them are righties, one is lefty. Yep. How is the oil on the right side of the lane going to hold up versus the lefty? Mm-hmm. The lefty, if he's right now locked in right from the beginning, he's going to sit almost at the same spot the whole night. Right. He ain't even going to have to move versus the righties. Are going to start moving more left because their side's going to change. Theirs is going to break. And and then the flip side of that is when you have a challenging pattern, the righties can break down that challenging pattern and kind of get the lane to open up actually and get the as the as the balls go down, they can that that pattern will open up. Where the lefty, if they're struggling, it's only them. It's only them to try to create that area by having to keep throwing that ball in that same track. That nothing's going to happen. They're only throwing. Yeah, they're only throwing ten balls a game, and they don't have ninety balls going down like the like the righties do. So, what's your your adjustments? It. Is it mostly like one board, a spot that you're just going to change your spot? Everyone's different. Some people look down the lane. Some people look at the arrows. Uh, you're you're moving your feet. You're mo- you're moving your eyes, basically. Right. Yeah. You're moving your feet. You're moving your eyes, and there's all kinds of adjustments. Sometimes you need a five board adjustment. Sometimes you need a one or two board adjustment. Uh, it, sometimes you go from playing way outside up the up the first arrow to playing inside third fourth arrow. It, it just for me it was always just you know I, I knew which arrow I had you know. I yeah, remember back then, AD. like you said, the technology wasn't there. The yeah. balls were all either plastic or urethane. In my I, don't, case, I don't know if you go back to rubber days. My, in my case, they <laughs> were totally, I don't think we're going that far. But, yeah, I mean, they, th- there wasn't too much of a difference then. You know, you pretty much had to be second arrow, right? I mean, that's how it was. So, And, and, and now, because of oil patterns, you could see is that in some lanes they have dots early on in the lanes, too. Yep. And so, down the lane, the cheerboards. Right, and, and, and down. So what you'll yeah. look is... Sometimes because you want oil and you need oil, you'll drop the ball down early like that by looking at dots so you can hold in the oil longer. Yep. Or, or vice versa, I'm going to look deep down the lane because yeah. there's no oil, and I want to get the ball as far as I can down the lane before it makes its break left. Yeah, they have a couple boards that are darker down the lane. They call mm-hmm. them cheater boards. Some of the houses do. The newer the newer lanes have them. And yeah, that's some bowlers use those as targets. What about changing your, your arm speed? That's that, something that you really try to keep consistent all the time. Okay, That's so something you, never, you don't you, want to mess with. I mean, some do, but it's not something you really want to mess too much with. Because I heard the guys the, talking about it that, one night. Oh, pick up your speed. You got to throw it harder. You got to throw it faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's almost kind of with the, I don't know how to describe it. It's the the aggression you're throwing the ball with, I guess. Um, how aggressive you're being, but um, you definitely, yeah. I mean, ball speed, yeah, certainly ball speed. But I don't know if that's you don't want to be pulling the ball back. I, don't, I thought you meant like in your backswing. You don't want to be pulling no, it back I meant faster. Ball speed. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Certainly it more ball oomph. speed, yeah, absolutely. Certainly, ball speed makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, uh, find out some of the uh, high sets, and uh, continue talking about some of the bowlers who are really having an impact and key dates coming up. Uh, Dan, you said we only have what a few more weeks left. Yeah, we're we're closing in on the end of the season. Sectionals are thirteenth and fourteenth of February, so we're we're under a month now until sectionals. Wow. All right. We'll have a, one more segment, and then don't forget Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550.
We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports and the Sports Talk Saturday takes over. At 2 o'clock, you've got Niagara basketball against Quinnipiac right here. WGR Sports Radio 550. We're talking bowling. And there were several things that you guys wanted to get out. We are talking about uh, key dates. In fact, there's only two weeks left of uh, regular season before sectional start. Uh, yeah, coming up uh, February 2nd, uh, two weeks from today, is the Western New York Invitational up at Airport Lanes. Orchard Park runs this tournament. Uh, I want to say it's, it's, it's completely full, 52 teams. They're putting out what the, the sectional shot that uh, will be out for sectionals and states. It's a great preview. It's six games, so it's kind of a great preview for sectionals. I mean, just like it's set up just like sectionals, it gives us a real good idea kind of where you stand when sectionals roll around. It's on that sectional pattern. So um, with the sectional pattern, for the kids that don't know it, every Sunday, this is if your coaches haven't told you, um, it's, it's on the Section 6 Bowling Twitter page, but uh, every Sunday airport is putting out the Bourbon Street pattern, which is the sectional pattern the state has handed down. So for the kids that want to bowl, I want to say Sunday nights, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I want to say it's earlier in the day. So you can check on the Section 6 Bowling Twitter page. Uh, there's a list of the dates. So every Sunday, you got to reserve your lanes, have your coaches reserve your lanes uh, for the next four Sundays. So if anyone wants to get out and get get practicing before sectionals, sectionals are the 13th and 14th of February. I want to say Thursday the 14th is the boys, uh, which girls, is good. Yeah, the girls are on Wednesday. Girls are on Wednesday. Yeah. It's nice that when the girls aren't on Valentine's Day, I know as a coach, I don't like to oh, hear it from goodness. my girls when they're... <laughs> When they're bowling that, on Valentine's that, it was, Day, was, I think it was about five years ago it fell, and I was it, that it was constantly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so it's good. It's not on Valentine's Day. The boys, sorry guys, you're on Valentine's Day. Too many Day. emotions. Yes. <laughs> so wow. yeah, we're closing in on the end it. of our season. That's yeah. great. Oh, and we, we the dates are planned well ahead of time that Wednesday, Thursday. We just hope that Valentine's Day isn't when the girls are. Bowling, so. <laughs> if it is, we're flip flopping. Yeah. Actually, I don't coach anywhere. You can do whatever you want. No. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So, yeah. I just wanted to mention Western New York Athletics and WNYathletics.com and the, and the partnerships that Section 6 has formed with them for Section 6 bowling. Uh, I personally have been working a lot very closely with Matt Tadaro uh, on developing the website that we have this year for Section 6 bowling. Uh, it basically, he, he developed a portal where the coaches can input their scores actually live. It could be done right as the game's finished. As soon as each game is done, the coaches input the scores, and you can go on the, the site there, get go to the scoreboard, and you could see, oh, uh, Niagara Falls beating Cheektawaga two nothing after the first game. <laughs> I'd use Cheektawaga. Dan shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you know get the live scoring there. Or it, sometimes it's, it, the coach doesn't get it in right away, and, and it's there later in the evening. But either way, the scores are there. The stats are there. You could pull up high average, high game, high series for uh, any league you want. Filter it out. Um, it's really amazing what they've done. And and I know that Matt has spent hours 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 working on this for us and he's done a great job and he's been really responsive good guy uh, him and i him and i have spent hours on the phone we we've been email we email almost daily it's cut tailed off a little bit lately but uh he really is working hard and there's going to be some improvements for next year too and we're really excited about it and parents love it uh kids love it 
uh, everyone loves. Everything's there right yeah, in front of there. you. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So. It's fantastic for a guy like me who talks about it every week to be able to go to WNY Athletics and be associated with these guys, uh, having them on the show every week. It's been uh, huge and really opening up the avenue uh, for us. I know for Inside High School Sports, for the show to uh, grow even more, to open up for more information. Yeah, you know, these right microphones there. I hear every week for them. And right on your phone. It, yeah, right it's fantastic. Just, yeah. And, you know, and you look back at uh, years ago, before I even started this, there was very little coverage for high school athletics. You basically had Dick Gallagher. You know, he was the one that pretty much spearheaded all of this, and then I came along. Of course, that was Dick's fault putting me here. <laughs> so blame him if you don't like it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's been great, and more information we can get out, the better. Uh, talk about more some more uh, high sets uh, this year, players that have had those high sets, and uh, just, you know, where we're looking going into sexual, especially states. I'm curious to see if we have anyone that you guys think could uh, very well bring home, or any teams very well uh, bring home a championship. Well, just a few, throw a few high series out there for you. Uh, Alyssa Johnson from Clarence had a 714. Uh, Cameron Spring, who, who Dan talked about earlier, had a 713 series. I'll just give you the 700s, and then Sarah D'Angelo from Clarence had a 710. Uh, and then uh, it's pretty much it there. There was uh, there was a seven oh seven Katrina Corn from uh, Maryville, and that's uh, looking for the girls side. That's pretty much where we're at um, on the boys. David Shelton again. His name keeps coming up. He has the high series in section six for boys with a seven seventy seven. Lucky lucky sevens there. Uh, just short of that 800. Uh, Nathan Pocabello. P- Pocabello. Uh, I'm not sure what school he's from. 769. <laughs> I think that says Cheek to Wag. I'm I not sure. Uh, Jake, <laughs> he did it this week. We're, we're proud of Nathan. Nah, he had a great day. Good kid. There. At Alden Lanes was a tough house. Jacob, uh, Jacob Marsh from Fredonia has 752, and there's a bunch of 740s. Again, complete. Com- you can see all the results. Uh, WNYAthletics.com. Just click on the statistics. There's boy. You go to boys bowling statistics, girls bowling statistics. It's sortable. You can see everything on there. How are we uh, ma- uh, shaping up against other sections throughout the state? Um, well, I, I think our large school girls. I mean, Orchard Park went last year. They took second at states. Uh, they pretty much returned everyone. They lost one girl, Danielle Milo. Um, they've got a great core. They've been there. If if, if they can get through our section, which which is tough, uh, I think. Whoever comes out of our large school girls has a real good chance. The small school girls, um, as we kind of found out last year, um, Cheektowaga last year, my my girls were lucky enough to win it. But our girls' small schools, because there's so many teams in our small school section that it's kind of tougher to get out of here. When we got the states, some of the sections that we were competing against only had – three or four small schools in their side. Like Long Island had no small schools. Right. Or one. Huge. So is there one small school that went? Well, they probably would have went 0-10 if they were in our division here. So we started, before we even started, there were probably three or four teams that I knew down at States because they came from a section that only had two or three teams that our section was going to do better than them. So I think whoever comes out of our small girls has a really good chance to finish top three, if not make a run at the state title. Because our our small school girls, uh, we've got some nice teams in here. Obviously, when you're competing against Niagara Falls and Orchard Park and West Seneca in these tournaments and holding your own with them, like Dunkirk won the Festival of Lights this year, and Depew took third. There's two small schools. I, I think it gives them a real good chance when they go to if whoever comes out of our small school girls 
has a good chance to compete at states. It's the same as the small school boys. Because we have so many smaller schools based on the state classification, they got a good chance to compete at the state level. So, um, And then the Falls boys and West Seneca boys, Orchard Park boys, all have strong cores. So I, I think this year we're feeling pretty confident on the teams that are going to be coming out of Section 6. Nice. I like that. Well, Ed and Dan, thank you very much for spending time with us this morning, getting us up to speed on uh, on the bowling and hopefully we get some uh, championships. I always like that, and that's like our thing. Root for our, our local teams to get some championships at the state level. Uh, Derek Kramer, thank you for producing. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.